Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Hi, and welcome to episode 253 of Martha Runs the World. Today is all about eating healthy during the holidays. We all need the help, don't we? Yes, well, at least I know I do. I'm sure a few of you need that as well. But before I get started, just a couple things. I got two very nice runs in over the weekend, this past weekend. One was in the rain. It was almost poured the entire run. So check out my last episode, episode 253, on winter running. And it includes running in the rain if you want some help. And I actually thought of some of the tips that I left. I said, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Let me let me do that one. Because as I went out, it was pouring rain. And I had planned to do some trail running, but unfortunately, I couldn't do it because it was just storming too much and I didn't want to go up into the woods and the mountains with the storm. It was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I would have done it if it had been a race that I paid money for, but I'm not going to do it in training. So I went to Golden Gate Park and I ran in there and it was okay. I didn't do the entire distance that I wanted to, but I got some done. So that was okay. And then I went out Sunday and got really nice run in. I went for a little longer than Saturday and it was beautiful. The skies were clear and blue and clean and it was nice and brisk. It was about 50 degrees in the morning, warmed up to about 60. So it was just perfect running weather. It was just absolutely wonderful. None of that humidity that I had on my Golden Gate half race. It was wonderful. It was nice. Zero humidity. It was like great. Yes, this is what I like. I don't mind winter cold if it's not humid. <laughs> hate that humidity anyway. Even if it's hot, don't want humidity. Yeah, none of that Florida type weather, right? Okay, well, that's me. Anyway, so that was um, my weekend running. And if you're still looking for a race for this winter and you don't want something that's really cold, there's a great race happening in February in Nevada in Boulder City, which is just outside of Vegas. It's happening in February, in the first part of February. It's called the Bootleg Boogie. In Boulder City, which is near Hoover Dam, I will be doing it. It's a trail race. There's some ultra distances. There's also, I think, a half marathon, so you don't have to go really far if you don't want to. You don't have to run really, really long. Uh, check it out. I'm going to have a link to that in the website to the ultra race site, and you can check that out. The prices are very reasonable, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I will have a link for that. Now, eating healthy during the holidays. Yes, the holidays are upon us. We're here, all hearing the music. We're here seeing all the pretty lights and everything. And we all know what that means. Lots of terrific dinners, lots of fattening foods, and lots of family and friends, and tons of reasons to overeat. And yeah, it happens. It is that time of year. But that doesn't mean that our healthy eating has to go completely down the drain. 
I'm going to help you with some tips on eating healthy, at least for most of the time during the holidays. Now, one note before I start. I'm not a big believer or supporter, I should say. I mean, they do exist, so I do know that. But I'm not a big supporter in following radical eating trends. Food eating fads happen. They've happened ever since I can remember. I mean, remember the cabbage soup diets? (laughs) I remember those in the 80s. Yeah, I remember that. Grapefruit diet? Yeah, I remember that. I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference between that and fasting, in my opinion. It's the same kind of thing. It's starving yourself. Starvation diets will always be with us. And yes, you lose weight quickly on a starvation diet. But is it healthy? Not particularly, no. And non-registered dietitians will tell you, oh, it's healthy, but they really aren't. So I'm not a big believer in them. They call it fasting now because if they called it starvation, it wouldn't be very attractive. It's just just my opinion. Doesn't sound so appealing when you call it the starvation diet. (laughs) All right. In my 20s and 30s, I suffered from a terrible self-image, and I used to go for hours, sometimes a couple days, without eating much at all. I feel sorry for people who have that negative self-image. And I know that it's not really the eating. It's not really the diet that's there. But that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother podcast. Thank goodness registered dietitians are finally speaking up against fasting. And it is falling out of favor and will disappear just like every trendy radical eating phase does eventually. Radical eating trends are not the way to go, in my opinion. Healthy eating takes time. Healthy-wise is a long-term process. It's not a quick thing. So take your time, eat healthy. All right, but that's not what this episode is about. So I'm not going to say just don't eat, skip meals. That's not what this is about. This is about healthy ways to eat, not radical ones. There is such a thing called the Christmas holiday effect. And it applies to all holidays at this time of year. A 2016 study conducted by Journal of the American Heart Association tested the theory in New Zealand, specifically focusing on the link between the cold climate during the holiday season and the rise in cardiovascular deaths. The study found that 4.2% more people die from cardiac events outside of a hospital between December 25th and January 7th. In 2021, Norway published a study noting elevated death rates connected to cardiovascular disease during the holiday period, and similar patterns were reported in Sweden and Canada as well. A 2018 study in Denmark found high cholesterol to be common after celebrating the Christmas holiday, and while further research is needed to determine a specific cause, experts suggest that conditions may be related to elevated heart rate, blood pressure, body weight, cholesterol, general cardiovascular disease risk, and change in activity level, all of which are prominent in winter months in the U.S. 
And yes, we runners probably have are better off because we're active, but it still can hit us, especially when there's a lot more food, a lot more fattening food, a lot more rich food around. Patients are eating out more, they're going to parties more, and there's more food in the workplace, says doctor, one of the doctors in the study. Now, us runners are not immune to this, but we can help ourselves by keeping as closely as possible to our running plans. Have a goal race in February, March, or April, and set up a training plan that follows through the next couple of months. And be flexible with this. Special events come up and switch around your runs if you can. You don't have to be so rigid that you miss out on all the fun because that's not going to make anyone happy, especially if you have a family. If you have a family with kids, you're going to have holiday plays, holiday musicals, parties, things like that going on that you don't want to miss. So you want to go to those and enjoy them. You want to have a good time. But you also have your training runs that you have to do. So you have to work out some kind of balance. And you have to communicate with your family about that. So sit with your family, talk to them, and figure out what the best course of action is. Avoid alcohol if you can. Yes, I know, for some of you that's going to be rough. But try not to drink all the time. (laughs) Or drink water first and have one alcoholic drink. Alcohol this time of year is the villain of many indulgences during the holidays. Not only in the drinks themselves, but it can loosen our resistance to eating more. And when I used to drink, yeah, if I had alcohol, yeah, I that probably would make me eat a lot more and eat a lot more of the stuff I shouldn't have. Veggies are key, though fruits count too. Vegetables tend to be lower in sugar and are great at helping you feel full. Fill your plates up with fill your plate up with asparagus, broccoli, salad, and more. And we know this as runners, but you know, there's always those big buffet plates with all the good stuff. And you want to go for the good stuff, right? But go for that stuff too. Casseroles contain vegetables. But try to eat the veggies in their pure form if you can. Plan ahead. You don't want to let yourself get too hungry. If you do, you'll risk overeating or letting the poor decision sneak in. And that's what I'm talking about. I I don't get the whole fasting thing. I guess when I was younger, it was all about my really bad self-image problems and... I, and I had a horrible self-image. I was insecure. I had horrible self-doubts. Just the worst insecurities you could imagine. And that's why I didn't eat. Because no matter how thin I got, I thought I was fat. And when you hear people say, oh, I feel fat, I look fat, but they're not, that's where that comes from. And no matter how thin the person gets, or no matter how less the person eats and how much weight they lose, they're never going to be happy because it isn't about weight loss. So don't, and, and regular people, if you don't eat, you're going to be hungry and binging and starving and binging and starving. 
it's not really good for your weight, not really good for the body anyway. You don't want to do that because at the end of the day, if you haven't eaten enough, you come home and eat everything in the house. That's not what you set out to do in the first place, is it? (laughs) Don't skip meals just to cut calories. Instead, try eating smaller portions throughout the day. That will keep you from piling your plate in a hunger-fueled panic. Fasting and binging is not healthy. It really is not healthy. And that's what, just what I was saying. I, I see these people who fast, and then they only give themselves like four hours to eat. So they eat everything they can. They have these huge plates of food and eat everything they can. And then they fast for the rest of the day for 20 hours. That really is horrific for your body and horrific for your metabolism. You can also keep protein-heavy snacks on hand. They pack a punch and will keep you feel satisfied. Trail mix, and don't get the ones with M&Ms in it, get the ones without those. Veggies and hummus, which is one of my favorites, and hard-boiled eggs are great examples. They keep you full. Try to have something with protein in it. Protein keeps you full. They're great examples and will do a great job of keeping you full. I'll often have these for my evening meal when I work long hours at the clinic. We have snacks in the break room, and I try my darndest not to eat them. They're never healthy. (laughs) They always have chips and cookies. Oh, my goodness. The last thing I need is a bag of cookies or chips. They always have those there, and it's like I don't want them. Sometimes I will break down and have them because if I forgot my my evening meal or my evening snack, I, I got to eat something, but it's not good. Holiday meals are so loaded with things they don't have to be. Baked potatoes loaded with butter, a plate turned into a dessert mountain, fried everything. Oh my goodness, all those desserts, all that stuff, it's its all yummy. I mean, my goodness, it's good food. We love it, right? But we don't have to have it, do we? We can find ways to cut back on things. You can still enjoy your holiday feasts, even if, you, even if you're making tweaks to the traditional menu. Try unsweetened almond milk in place of cream and low-fat plain yogurt instead of sour cream. Add flavor with cinnamon, vanilla, or peppermint instead of butter and sugar. And opt for baked foods in place of fried. Sometimes you can make substitutions. Other times, though, go for the indulgence, not just all of the time. Because sometimes you want the indulgence. There are some things you can't scrimp on. Some things you can't make substitutions for. If you want that butter cookie, go for that butter cookie. If you want a hot chocolate, go for a real hot chocolate. Just don't do it every single day. Save a special occasion for that piece of pumpkin pie with whipped cream, but don't have it every single day. So much of what we eat is habit-based, and the best way to pick up new habits is simply to start them, even during the holidays. Eating healthy during the holidays doesn't mean saying no to everything you love. It's about focusing on what you can have, not what you're missing out on. Pay attention to portion sizes, gravy to taste, not until your plate is a pool. (laughs) 
don't pour gravy on everything. <laughs> and let yourself have that spoonful of casserole. Just balance it with a hefty serving of salad greens. It's tough to make healthy food choices even during non-holiday times, so give yourself grace. Remember that running can ward off those guilty feelings too. Throw on those running shoes a couple hours after a big meal and head outside for a run. Yeah, because running makes everything better. It At least it won't take all your problems away, but boy, it sure makes everything better. You may not be the only person at a gathering trying to maintain their healthy eating goals. Why not try a healthier recipe that may become a new tradition? I will talk about a couple recipes you may want to try in a little bit. You know, it's easy to say yes to everything and overcommit. Instead of feeling overwhelmed and possibly running down your immune system, figure out what's doable for your schedule and learn to say no. No is your most powerful word right now. You don't have to accept every invitation. Don't feel guilty for not doing everything. Others should understand, and if they don't, well, sorry, that's on them. One of the easiest ways to stay healthy is to simply get enough sleep. Don't forget a sleep mask or noise-canceling headphones. If you're staying with your friends or family or even at home, make sure you actually make time to rest. Headphones are super important, especially if you live in an area that has lots of noise like mine. I couldn't get any sleep if I didn't have noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is so noisy here, I wear them every night. God bless technology, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, the holidays happen to be the start of cold and flu season, so take extra precautions and add immune-supporting foods to your daily meals and snacks. Citrus foods are excellent sources of antioxidants, minerals, and vitamin C. Always make it part of your day-to-day. There's a reason why oranges are in season right now. And let me tell you, the little cutie mandarin oranges are super sweet this season. I pick mine up at Trader Joe's and I'm on my third bag already. I have at least two every day. And cranberries, I love cranberries. I make cranberry sauce fresh. I have a mason jar of it in the fridge. It's delicious. So good. Get outside for your runs as often as you can. Yeah, I do tr- plenty of treadmill runs myself this time of year. But getting outside for runs is important. Fresh air is super important, even if it's cold or rainy. I talked about winter running in my last episode, so check it out after this one. If you haven't listened already, and if you have, thank you. Now this one is super important. All the emotion and effort that goes into the holidays can be mentally and emotionally draining. Make sure you take time to decompress by listening to a podcast or getting a massage. I mean, listening to a podcast other than this one, like if you like comedy or something like that, something lighthearted, listening to that. All in all, your mental health shouldn't take a backseat to the festivities. I mean, some people love Christmas. I mean, really, really love it. They start talking about it in July, for goodness sake. And then there's the rest of us. I mean, 
I got to admit, I don't love it. It's not in my top 10. I mean, it's okay, but it never will be what it was when my mom was alive. I mean, my mom made Christmas for me. She was it. She was made it so fun. I mean, I tried to make it as fun when she passed, but it was never the same. So it's okay now. I still enjoy myself. I have fun with friends and stuff, but it's just not not the same. I'm always happiest on December 26th, to, to be honest. <laughs> Many people feel more down than I do. And this gets lost in all the jolly feelings of those with the loudest voices who talk about how much they love it. People get drowned out. People who feel bad this time of year always get drowned out and forgotten. So we don't want to forget them. So if you know people who feel sad, don't ignore that. Don't. I know you're you're all happy and you want to feel all happy. And I'm not, not trying to bring you down. I just want to remind everybody that not everyone this year is all happy. It, it's a hard time for many people. So let's just remember that part. And if you are feeling bad, take some time to yourself. Meditate. Listen to music. Whatever kind of music makes you feel the best. Metal always makes me feel good this time of year. That's what I like. Nothing makes me feel better than listening to Iron Maiden, personally. Find something that you love and really makes you feel better. Watch Die Hard. Yes, it is a Christmas movie, and I will die on that sword. You can find things to do rather than overeat, is what I'm getting at here. There are other people around this time of year that make the holidays kind of difficult. And they're what's known as the food pusher. They say things like, come on, just have a bite. You look like you've lost weight. You need to eat something. I brought you these cookies you love. Why don't you have one right now? That's all you ate? Here, let me give you more. These are all things a food pusher says. I know a couple people like this. I'm sure you do too. How can we get around this? Now, a food pusher is not a clinical term, but it is a rather casual phase describing someone who inserts themselves into your diet and pressures you to eat something. Groups of people can also be food pushers without realizing it. Work, family, or parties with friends can push food on us. Maybe we've done it ourselves without realizing it. It can be done due to a cultural thing or out of guilt or something deeper. But we can get around this in a polite but firm manner. You can brush it off. If you aren't close with a person, such as a colleague who brought cookies into the office, feel free to say, oh, this looks great. You can take a piece and bring it to your desk, and then it's up to you to decide whether to eat it or not. You can just wrap it in a napkin and toss it if you want. I know that seems a little callous, but it might be easier to do that rather than say no thank you or something. You just have to find out, find a way to do it or just look at it, and when the person is gone, just walk away and, and, and not take any. You decide what to do. 
Other phrases you can use, thanks so much, but I'm full, or thanks, but I'm good. Something like that. Something polite, but kind. You can set a boundary. If you anticipate that your family will comment on the food in your plate or your weight at an upcoming event, then have a conversation ahead of time where you can talk in a non-stressful, non-emotional state. Then simply say your comments as fact. You can say something like, I know the holiday is coming up and we'll all be together. I'd appreciate it if you don't comment on XYZ. Or I'm not going to eat XYZ and I appreciate it if you don't ask me to eat more of that. Plan ahead. Have an event coming up and you know there will be pressure to eat something. Decide for yourself what your desired intention is for the gathering. For example, maybe this is a meal where you're going to get a little looser on your diet and you decide to partake. So it's just up to you. You are in charge of what you're going to eat, not anyone else. Maybe you want to have a serving of a special dish, but you also bring a healthy vegetable side that you can use to fill up much of your plate. This can also help keep food pushers at bay because you're participating, but in ways you enjoy and that align with your diet so you can leave feeling confident and in control. You are in control of your diet this holiday. I'm going to give you three recipes, and the links will be on the website, martharunsaworld.com. And two of them are two vegetable sides, and I'm going to give you a dessert one. And none of them are high in calories. They're actually quite healthy. And um, I'll give you recipes for them. First one is oven-roasted squash with garlic and parsley. It's very, very simple. And it's very tasty, and I have tried these. They're very good. The next one is for tangy green beans. And then cranberry lemon cheesecake bars. And they're all really good and lower in calories. They're not calorie-free, of course, but they're really, really good and very tasty. And then the last part of the episode this week, I'm introducing a new segment that I'll close each episode with called The Last Word. In this final segment, I'm giving an ending opinion about something. This week, I'm going to say a few words about fad diets. And a fad diet is something like, something that's going around like that meat diet. <laughs> and it is a diet, or fasting is, is a diet. It may be working for you, this fasting thing. And if it is, and it hasn't led to any negative side effects, that's terrific. But for many others in running, it has harmed them and it has hurt their running. Be mindful of why you started to fast. Is it because of a negative self-image? Is it because doing the hard work of losing weight through keeping track of food and healthy eating is too much hard work? These two reasons are red flags that there are deeper issues. But that's entirely up to you. You decide what your choice is, but be careful. And that's my last word on the subject. Enjoy yourself this season. Don't stress over things too much. Get your training in, get your runs in, and indulge occasionally. I certainly plan on doing that a few times. The website is martharunstheworld.com, and if you want to email me, it's martharunstheworld at gmail.com. 
And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.